Welcome to the Audit 15 Fund podcast. My goal of this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, we're going to be talking about keystroke fraud detection. And to talk about that topic, I have Marta Calavid, the CEO of No Fraud Latam, as my guest. Welcome, Marta, to the podcast. It's an honor to have you on. Hi, Joy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for this wonderful invitation to talk about fraud triangle analytics today. Yes, absolutely. So for those who never heard of you, never heard of the tool that you created, uh, you created a very useful tool, and I think it's extremely interesting. It's called the Fraud Explorer, mm-hmm. which detects and prevents fraud from people who are using work devices. So can you tell us in basic terms, for those who never heard of it, how does that work? Well, uh, let me, uh, first of all, uh, introduce the company. We are not Latam. We are a, a service company uh, based on technology uh, uh, here in Chicago and in Colombia and Medellin. And yes, we create the Fraud Explorer, which is a unique software to predict, listen very carefully, to predict, prevent, and detect fraud, corruption, uh, corporate abuse and waste and other misbehaviors in real time. So the key part of the fraud explorer is that uh, it combines the fraud triangle theory with artificial intelligence and semantics to monitoring uh, type and voice communications in the corporate environment through BOEP uh, telephone plants and electronic devices such as uh, laptops, uh, tablets, and in fact, cell phones too. Very, very, very good. So uh, it's a text analytics in a way and using artificial intelligence. So how did you come up with this idea? And may I ask, what was the hardest part about creating the tool? Well, we were tired to be forensic auditors and land um, when the problems already happened. Okay. So my partner, Julian Rios and I, we started together working on this focus on the proactivity. Okay. How we can be proactive and help people to avoid these losses. Okay, because we are forensic auditors and just we go with the fraud was committed. But how about if we anticipate the human behavior and avoid the problem? So we start to think about human behavior. And that's why uh, we were behind and beyond of this behavior using the fraud triangle theory created by the well-known person, uh, Donald Tracy to build a holistic methodology based on people, process, and technology. And the technology is the fraud explorer. Now, talking about challenges, I think um, the biggest challenge for us was to put together the fraud triangle theory, combined with artificial intelligence, uh, data analytics, uh, understanding the semantics, how people speak in English and Spanish and in different regions. And to keep everything together and updated uh, with different human uh, study cases running 24 hours to provide alerts in real time. 
And uh, I think uh, we, uh, as a team, overcome this challenge because so far we have been in the industry for almost seven years, working in different companies and helping these companies to create value again. Very, very good. And I'm, I'm particularly interested in that, the semantics piece. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that was a very hard, uh, or a very large database and it was hard to create. And I actually have, uh, from my experience, I dealt with, and I, I wasn't specifically involved in the investigation, but I knew about the investigation, which was a corruption case, bribery case. And the people involved in that uh, case, they weren't using explicit terms like let's mm -hmm. commit fraud. <laughs> Nobody's going to say let's commit fraud on a work device. Right? So how does that, the, how does your tool, the, the, the fraud explorer can tell that, you know, this person may be about to commit fraud or is committing fraud based on those terms that are not so obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we learned to understand human behavior very well. And in fact, uh, we have a uh, different anthropologist in our team to understand how people express themselves in English and Spanish so far. And, uh, and uh, the perfect example is, uh, we speak Spanish in different, uh, part of the continent and the same thing uh, happens with English. So. But when people speak uh, with certain uh, terms, we need to understand that part of the culture. So we are very respectful. With different anthropologists, we were able to capture that specific words, how, about how people uh, mentioned about fraud. They don't say, let's commit a fraud. No, they start to talk with a different kind of conversation that doesn't mean anything from the beginning, but for our software, we incorporate all of these cultural parts at the point that today we have 90, more than 90,000, uh, expressions, no words, expressions about misbehaviors, which include, uh, for example, fraud, corruption, corporate abuse, waste, and say, uh, these words that uh, with people are talking about something uh, related to the bad environment in the company as well, probably it's not about fraud, but when a person tried to uh, commit sabotage, for example, so we are able to understand that expressions as well. So, but the, the best part is that we were able to create the fraud triangle analytics for each unit of departments in the company. Because for example, the word corrupt, it could be something in the procurement department, you know, but probably it's not the same thing in the IT department. Okay. So we were able to create a part also for each department to understand how finance, accounting, procurement, uh, all of these areas in the company speak, so how people express themselves there, and also the cultural part uh, about different problems in the environment, uh, in the corporate uh, organizations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, excellent point. 
the word corrupt may mean different things for different business areas. Yep. <laughs> IT, that's a, a common thing to say, right? <laughs> yes, it is. So very interesting. So let me expand on that a little bit. Uh, thinking about not only the different departments within an organization, but also different industries. Mm -hmm. Does your tool work better in certain industries versus others? In what industry, what industries are those and what industries maybe doesn't work so well, if you have found any so far? So remember that the Flood Explorer works on human behavior. So it doesn't matter the industry of the company. However, since each company has a different DNA, a different culture, so we are able to customize the whole methodology with a specific request uh, in the company, such as, for example, channels, endpoints, devices, uh, the, the time to be monitored. All of these things, we, are, we create the perfect combination for the company. On the other hand, uh, we conduct a risk assessment before uh, the deployment of the Deflow Explorer to understand the organization, okay? So each organization is a different case. We don't treat organizations uh, as, a, as a big uh, group of people, no. Each organization is different. So, but something that we realize is that people commit or compromise the companies in, 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 in many ways. So it doesn't matter if it's in the financial industry or in the infrastructure industry, they commit fraud or corporate abuse in the same way. So for us, it's more about the culture when we deploy the, the software. But um, in conclusion, people commit all of this behavior in, in similar ways. Um, we work with the clients in different industries, such as financial, like banks, insurance companies. We had clients in the retail space, energy, aviation, real estate, weight management, agriculture, infrastructure. And now we have some negotiations with other kind of companies that are coming in our pipeline. Uh, global companies, very important for us. So um, remember that once we deployed the software, the Deploy Explorer, we opened something that I call the Pandora box, where all vulnerabilities and internal control problems are exposed, including those things that you never thought that you, you you have in the company. So it's not about the industry, it's more about people behavior. Yeah, a a excellent point. And reminds me of something, you know, people talk about technology so much and uh, the advancement, which, you know, the Fraud Explorer is an excellent example of advancing, advancement in technology that we can use to detect fraud, but behind the fraud, there's always a person. <laughs> yes, yes. I have a question for you, John. Uh, we know that the biggest company um, globally have the best resources, the best fraud fighters. 
they don't save money uh, when they need to invest in something, but they are still stupidin about fraud and corruption. So that's a question that I want to leave open here is because we don't understand that fraud, all of this behavior are part of the human being. So right. we need to understand the person, who the employee yes. is, in order to prevent this kind of behavior. And the other thing is, we don't need to punish people. If we anticipate that somebody has some problems, some pressure, some uh, difficulties, we can help the person. We can be proactive. So that's the, the, the real issue here. Behind every time that a fraud happens, there is a human being behind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I, yeah, I think it's, and that's what makes it interesting because it's always, it's, it's elusive, right? The answer. It's like, you think you figure it out one time and then people come up with creative ways. Yes, always. Them. Yes. So that's what keeps it interesting. So, you know, talking about interesting things, you know, obviously the tool is very, very interesting in itself, but without giving the specifics, can you tell us about a case that the tool detected or prevented something and what was the situation just in general terms, no specifics here? Well, um, I remember a commercial banking employee asking for a new apartment to a disparate builder in exchange to facilitate or help with a working um, a capital loan, violating the controls in the bank. Okay. And she was working for, a, she was asking for an apartment. So this is a very interesting corruption case. So in, in, we help with the credit and reputational risks uh, preventing the situation. Um, I remember uh, to another case in another bank, two uh, office managers working in, in two different uh, cities. And they had a conversation about the intention to participate in a Ponzi scheme oh, wow. to support a money laundering operation. Um, it was a very interesting case because they uh, tried to put certain money and received 17 times that initial uh, money. And then uh, we did, we, at that point, we didn't know if they uh, will use uh, money from the bank. But um, the fraud explorer was able to detect the conversation. And then the bank um, talked to these people and took the measurements for, for the situation. But the most common cases in and I could say the, the old companies is the negative corporate environment um, where people, for example, uh, want to sabotage the company or they are bullies or they don't want to work in the company anymore and try to destroy documents, for example. Uh, that's the common situation. And I can say for all our clients, and they are very grateful now with the Fraud Explorer because you don't have the risks on your map. You don't, you don't, right. 
you think that everybody is super happy, working very well in the company, but you never think that somebody is trying to do something bad against the company. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. A little taste of what the fraud explorer can do. Detect things that people are not even seeing, not even hearing about. So nothing. Yes. Very, very powerful. So Marta, for those who are interested in learning more about the tools, the specifics, or just connecting with you, what's the best way for them to do so? Well, um, I will be more than happy to talk to you. And for everybody who is listening to, to this podcast, uh, we are no fraud Latam. So uh, we can't type the fraud explorer in any of your browser and then uh, immediately go to our website, www.nofraud.lab.la. And also we are in LinkedIn as NF. We can also uh, receive a message there. My partner is Julian Rios and I am Marta Cadavid. Uh, so we, we are more than happy to help you. I think it uh, is the time to understand human behavior, to predict, prevent, and detect fraud and corruption. Perfect. I will include the links in the uh, notes to the episode. Thank you so much, Marta, for joining. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Joey. It's a pleasure for me to be here with you. 